Hello, I'm John, and this is In Orbit. Welcome, one and all. It's the season three premiere of the podcast. I cannot believe it. And we are thrilled that you've decided to spend part of your day with us. Whether you're a regular orbiter or first-time listener, we thank you for joining us. It's a new year, and as with so many things, we've had some changes in the life of the podcast, and I have some announcements to make about that. But first, a little housekeeping here at the beginning of this brand new season. As you're probably aware from the title, this podcast is produced by KBR. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who we are and what we do at KBR, you can hit that pause button and go check us out at KBR.com or on any of our social media accounts to learn more. But while this podcast is produced by KBR, it's really for everyone inside or outside our business. The information we talk about is usually presented through a KBR lens, but we always try to talk about things as they pertain to the rest of the world, our various industries, our communities, and our amazing people. And we do that, my friends, to keep us all connected and in each other's orbits. So if you're interested in the latest in science, technology, and engineering, if you're interested in hearing about the work we're doing as a leader in sustainability, if you're interested in learning about how we're helping solve the great challenges of our time, all while striving to be the best company to work for, then, well, you're in the right place. All right, now I said I have announcements. The first is bittersweet. My friend Lugna Salim, who helped get this podcast off the ground and has been co-host extraordinaire the past two seasons, is transitioning to a different role on the In Orbit team. So while you may not be hearing from her directly, she's still working with us to tell these stories, and we couldn't be prouder of or more grateful for the work she's done and will continue to do. Uh, the second announcement then means that for the time being, I will be flying solo on hosting duties. I hope that's not a deal breaker for you. I promise I'll endeavor to carry on telling these stories as best I can and highlighting our amazing people as well as they deserve. You know, every day, KBR people are delivering solutions that are contributing to a more sustainable, more secure, and safer world. That is definitely true of our first guest of the new season, Mr. Preston Hovey. Preston is contract principal investigator and program and project lead with KBR's National Security Solutions Business Unit, which rolls under KBR Government Solutions. He came to KBR as part of the Centauri acquisition in 2020, and he is here today to speak with us about a next-gen solution that helps collect critical data and puts it right at customers' fingertips so it can be used to make better, more informed decisions. Welcome to the podcast, Preston. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to talk about some specifics about this solution. But first, I wonder if you'd tell us a little about yourself and uh, how you got into software development. Uh, well, I, I actually I blame my aunt. Uh, I was about <laughs> I was uh, I was about 12 years old and she came to me and my parents and uh, and said, hey, there's a introduction introduction to programming course for young people at the local community college. And and we think PJ, that's what I went by as a kid, uh, might might be interested. In, and I was. Um, uh, from there, it turned into a degree in management information systems from Cal Poly Pomona and uh, a career in commercial and DOD space. And now I'm here with KBR. Thank goodness for the ant. Yeah, really. <laughs> so you've been at KBR by way of the Centauri acquisition for a little over three years now. What's your role been in that time? Well, my role really in some ways hasn't changed uh, and in other ways has grown substantially, mostly because nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> um, I have I have 
I've been a primary investigator on a couple of major programs. Uh, both of them R&D type uh, software programs, hence the background. Um, and uh, providing the interface between the the government customer, the actual user group and, and whatever their domain is, and then the, the people I consider my team, which is the uh, software engineer side that, that makes all my promises happen. Outstanding. So one of the solutions that you and your team have been working on is called COPERS, which stands for Common Operating Picture for Event Response Situation Awareness. Will you tell us about what COPERS is and does, and maybe start by telling our listeners who might not know what um, what we mean when we say common operating picture? Sure. Uh, but let, let, <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with this in the world of podcasting, <laughs> but uh, actually we're we're in the in the middle of uh, a KBR initiative to uh, change the acronym. COPERS will always be okay. there. Uh, the acronym update now is Command Oversight for Personnel, Equipment, Response, and Situation. Uh, and, and some of that will become clear as, as we continue to talk. Uh, yes, COPER started in the emergency response domain, but it is it has grown to become significantly more than that. But uh, so what is what is COPERS? What is a, a COP? A, a common operating picture is or a COP is a, an acronym and a, a term that is widely used within at least the Department of Defense that I've been involved with. And it, it references some form of a user interface via software uh, that is providing a picture to the domain experts, you know, the people that are working in that environment. Um, and it's usually, it's usually thought of as being uh, containing live data. That's usually pretty important. Um, and, and a shared experience in that more than one person can be viewing that, uh, that information at the same time. Now, uh, there is a cop for everybody and everything. And, uh, to think there is just, you know, people over, over accentuate the common part. Sure. Um, so there are a lot of different ones for different domains, you know, think of, uh, Think of someone who does meteorology, their, their view of the world and their uh, expertise and domain is probably very different than your local firefighter. Uh, and uh, COPERS is, uh, is part of providing a highly integrated uh, situational awareness tool uh, for lots of domains at this point. Excellent. So yeah, what was the impetus behind COPERS development? So... You mentioned that I came to KBR via the Centauri acquisition, um, and we were part of Centauri for just a very brief period of time, eight months, actually. Right. The, uh, the start of COPERS, um, originally the program was called MOLES, um, it, uh, it started <laughs> with a small business called the Design Knowledge Company that I worked for, and it, it, it was pretty interesting. So it started as a three-month effort through the Air Force Research Lab. Uh, they wanted to, they, they had a little money, right? And they said, hey, let's go do something interesting. And uh, there were some conversations come along and they said, hey, there is a, there's a fire chief and a captain in security forces over at Wright Pat Air Force Base that they've expressed a need. And, and we think this would be a good place to go show some proof of capability and develop some quick term technology uh, in this summer effort. And being that uh, Design Knowledge was a software R&D company, you know, fast turn 
from ideation to something you could actually uh, show and let a user touch and feel is what we did. So at the end of that three months, um, we did a, uh, we were part of a, a proof of capability showing at the U.S. Air Force Marathon. I think that was 2015. Okay. We sat in the back of the room and said, hey, look, this is what, this is what the environment of this, of this response type situation for fire and security forces looks like on a live moving map with uh, live updates of data in a shared experience. And uh, they went from using uh, posty notes on a cartooned map of the marathon to standing over our shoulders in less than an hour. Uh, and we've been under near constant funding through AFRL since then, uh, growing to what Copers is now, which is a full-fledged full -fledged product with a lot more than just what's necessary for fire and security forces. And that's the Air Force Research Lab, right? Yes, sir. So you've already mentioned this a little bit. Well, first of all, I want to take a moment to to express how crazy it is that within three months, Quick Turn is, is uh, to say the very least, from idea to actually having the thing ready to show someone. Um, that's incredible. Uh, you've already mentioned first response, uh, meteorology, firefighters. What are what are some other of the use cases, and and what are some of the ways that these uh, potential customers would be able to access or see uh, their data in the ecosystem? So the the use cases go for anything from special events uh, where it's a, a, a short time frame. So like a, a marathon, you know, we've been supporting the U S air force marathon ever since that time. Uh, okay. The uh, there was just a big 10 miler race at Cape Canaveral and Patrick space force base, uh, you know, through word of mouth and seeing its capabilities, we participated down there. Um, those are discrete events. Uh, it is also mm -hmm. super applicable to, fast, uh, fast developing large, uh, types of responses. So think major weather events, earthquakes, uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, those kinds of things. Copers can be gotcha. spun up, made available to the people who need that right now, highly integrated, uh, picture of what's going on. What are they trying to, to help with? Um, and then from there, it's a, it's, truly meant to be a day-to-day -day solution for any kind of a, a base or facility operations where you've got a, a campus that has, you know, everything from uh, traffic control to some sort of uh, security response, building, uh, uh, building status and, and uh, status of uh, major equipment on the facility, things like that, where you're, you're needing that overall picture. It's meant to be day-to-day. -day. Mm. Um but as we've moved along and, and put it out there and gotten feedback over these years of, of continual development, uh, we've taken it into a number of cross-domain situations, working with the Navy Postgraduate School, uh, a program that actually it has a new name, but it used to be called Stiletto. Um, that's a, a test and experimentation vessel that uh, goes out off the East Coast, um, but also pre-planning, right? If you can respond to an event, but you're going to use this day to day, uh, the ability to plan things like evacuation routes or uh, how you're going to respond in the worst case type scenarios, it can be used for that. 
can be used for what's called LVC. Uh, yeah, so LVC stands for Live Virtual Constructive. So that is a uh, a training and and practicing simulation kind of concept where you know there might be some some live assets moving around in an environment. You might be simulating some things like uh, red, sometimes called red teaming. Uh, and, and there might be some things where you're spooling up. That's the constructive part. How do we bring more, more forces to the fight or, or to the response? So, um, and when you start to look at copers from the, from the, hey, we can do this for pre-planning and simulation and training all the way through day to day, it really starts to address the, the concept of, you know, train the way you fight. And uh, we, we fit in all of those areas. You've, you've spoken a little bit about this. I mean, you're getting real-time feedback and then adjusting as, as necessary. What's been the response from uh, the test cases that you've had so far? So I, I, I'm probably one of the luckiest PIs or principal investigators to have a program for a number of different reasons. But this is one of them. Um, I, Copers demos so well that it doesn't. I, I've been taken into a lot of a lot of briefing situations where I don't know a lot about the audience. It's a very different domain than I have experience to. Like you know, I get get said, "Hey, there, there's some guys from the uh, the chem bio environment. Uh, you know, they right. they think this is cool. I don't know anything about chem chem bio response, but." <laughs> what I've learned is uh, Copers out of the, just out of the gate satisfies 80% of what everybody I stand in front of is looking for. And, and I can sum it up really quick. It's where's my stuff and what's its status. Um, and, and when you, when you leave stuff wide open, like Copers is capable of doing, could be aircraft, could be people, uh, could be sensors. It could be, you know, right down. Well, it could be, uh, subsurface, uh, you know, maritime stuff all the way up to airborne assets. Where's my stuff and what's its status is 80% of it. And I get in some of these briefings and my favorites, and it, it's happened a number of times is standing in front of a group and start talking about the copers and what its capabilities are to bring together everything that makes up the context of whatever their role or, or need is. And, you know, lots of map-based stuff, um, lots of live sure. and about 20 minutes into those briefings, there'll, there'll be side conversations start. And, <laughs> and, and you just, and I pause, I just wait because what's inevitably happening is they're saying, Holy cow. And then, you know, a moment or two later, they'll look up and they'll go, can you add this data source or this type of sensor? Because it's the only thing that's missing, right? And and you get in those meetings and, and people get excited about what you're showing them. Um, it's it's the best way to be. Um, you know, are they all sunshiny? No, sometimes uh, sometimes they're like, well, that that didn't work. Sure. But that's where uh, coming from a, a, a culture of R&D where you're looking for that feedback and, and our customer at AFRL expected that, you know, go out and field it get that feedback because you will make it better. And because this team can do that very quickly, uh, we've, we've solved most of the, most of the issues that we've been presented with to date. That's outstanding. You, you mentioned before some uh, use in cross domain situations, and we've already covered that there are clearly a lot of 
possibilities from government to commercial use, you know, even Kimbio to first response. So is this something that could be deployed? You know, uh, we talk all the time in the in the marketing group about how complex KBR can be to talk about with so many different facets of the business. Is this something that could be deployed even across KBR? Yeah, actually. Uh, so Centauri, uh, from my perspective, is very much was very much an Intel based organization. Um, and and we really didn't fit it because Copers at the time and, and what we were doing was more domestic ops kind of uh, scenarios. Right. And we flew under the radar uh, mostly because we were uh, a well-funded program. So, you know, you're making money, leave them alone. Um, and when we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we came into KBR, it was actually for, for my programs, both Copers and another program I ran called ICE, which is a civil engineer environment. Um, the, we recognized right away that, uh, KBR and what it did with, you know, the big boss contracts and things like that really had much more use and probably therefore more contacts and more customers that might benefit from what we were building. Um, and uh, that has that has proven to be the case. Uh, Copers has been socialized uh, by previous BD uh, personnel that we've worked with and made connections for us. For instance, uh, KBR in the UK, right? Uh, they got wind of of Copers, and they are now actively pursuing it as uh, the tip of the spear for their solution set to to their customers over there. Um, in another branch of um, in the space and science group here at KBR, there is a uh, cloud based capability. Mm -hmm. Copers can deploy in the cloud; it can deploy on prem, at the edge, whatever. Um, it's that's trivial to me, but for some people that might be important. Anyways, uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the vault environment, uh, which uh, has a, a set of army customers, um, they were super excited to find out that holy cow, there's this highly integratable, highly adaptable operational picture um, that that we that we own the IP for, and and we can therefore market and and continue to develop. So anything, you know, beyond that, the, you know, ports of call, nuclear facilities, airports, any large campus, federal, local, DOD, uh, and now we're doing commercial and international stuff that we've got a pretty broad uh, aperture around where we can put this capability out to benefit the customer and, and KBR. Fantastic. Tremendous opportunities on the horizon, we hope. Well, it, that leads me to my next question. What's next for Copers? What's going on right now? So uh, I mentioned we've been under almost constant funding through the Air Force Research Lab, and, and we still have a contract vehicle with a ton of ceiling, but this particular task order is winding down. Uh, and, and we're starting a new chapter, to be honest with you. Uh, I've spent the last couple of days uh, doing deep dives with uh, the business development, the strategic leadership here uh, in my organization saying, hey, you know, this is where we've had traction. These are the contacts we've made, the places we're being seen. Um, and, and it's KBR's turn now uh, to, to take the helm and start to really direct and focus where we're putting COPERS, what we're adding to COPERS, how we're investing in it 
to our greatest benefit, but also to its longest extent, right? You know, the, this is a program that I think has got some pretty long legs. Right. And we've got some people that are going, hey, we know the people we now can direct that focus more, more pointedly. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It sounds like it. Well, uh, who should listeners or anyone interested in Copers reach out to to learn more? Well, there's, there's me, of course. Um, <laughs> there's a gentleman by the name of Joseph Ammon. He goes by Joe because, you know, that's the name of the, that's the name of the day. Everybody should be called right. Joe. Um, if, uh, if you're interested in stuff going on in the UK, that's, uh, that's kind of the Nathan Horseman uh, world. Um, he is leading up business development for Copers in the UK. Um, and, and those are probably your main touch points. Of course, anybody at Vault in Space and Science over there with Tom DeCicioli and, and that group, Doug Hayes, uh, those are all people. It, it's a lot of names, but it's, it's very, like I said, we've, we've touched a lot of places and, and we've got a lot of excitement going right now. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we let you go? So, uh, yeah, I guess the... You know, I've talked about it's a cool program. It's been a, a great opportunity to uh, take it out in the field and, and show it to new people, always getting great responses. But uh, I think the, the people that, uh, that really need to get the credit are the very small team of engineers that has built this. Um, it's really a team of three outside of me um, that are doing it. My, my right hand, a senior software architect, a guy who has taken stuff from uh, R&D all the way up through program of record with the Air Force. John Leininger uh, couldn't do without him. Ty Hayden, uh, one of the uh, one of the moving forces that began at the beginning of the Design Knowledge Company and is still the guy you go to when you need really solid stuff uh, and you need it yesterday. And uh, one of our newest uh, members of the team is uh, Keith Ambrose. A uh, super solid player knows the back end stuff and is doing a lot to help us refine what we've built and, and make it a a more solid uh, capability that we can you know that, that we can shrink wrap uh, and put out there. So those are the guys that really need the credit uh, for allowing us to sit here and say, "Wow, KBR's got this really cool thing." So. Yeah, we we talk all the time about you know the amazing people that we have doing great things that matter. This is yet another example with potential to do a lot of good for a lot of people. So yeah, that's, that's Copers. Preston, thank you so much for, for taking some time out of your day. I know you've, you've been busy this week, but we really appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Not a problem, John. I appreciate the opportunity to share with it. And uh, who knows, maybe my phone will start ringing. I hope so. Yeah. You guys get Preston on the phone. <laughs> A big thank you to Preston Hovey for speaking with me and helping us kick off our third season of the In Orbit podcast. That's the first episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned a little something or are maybe now aware of a capability that can help you or your business. Be sure to reach out to Preston if you want to learn more about Copers. Also want to say thanks to my excellent colleague, Shannon O'Connor, for her help in getting this episode off the ground. And as always, thanks to our amazing producer, Emma. 
If you liked what you heard today or you think you might have an idea for an episode, let us hear about it by emailing us at inorbit at kbr.com. We try to be timely in responding and would love to hear from you. And again, if you want to learn more about KBR, go check us out on our website, kbr.com, or on any of our very active social media sites. If you're interested in learning about exciting career opportunities available at KBR, you can check out the careers page on the website or go do a, you know, an old-fashioned search on the LinkedIn. We're always advertising open positions there as well. KBR really is a great place to work. Seriously, we're certified as a great place to work in countries all around the world. And I can say officially today that we've been named for a second straight year to Fortune Magazine's World's Most Admired Companies list. So if that's all tantalizing, check us out. In the meantime, uh, stay safe out there and be sure to tune in in a couple of weeks for episode two of season three of the In Orbit podcast. Thanks for listening.